Uh, Parsha Sazinu is another fascinating Parsha. Uh, I know I feel like I'm saying that a lot in uh, Sefer uh, Tvarim. Uh, it's a song, basically, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu goes through a bunch of different topics in quick succession. Uh, the glory of Akash Baruch Hu, that Hashem loves us, and the chesed that He does for us. Uh, he gives them Musr, as been consistent, uh, that if a person is successful, and they often become complacent, and then if they become complacent, then they'll come straight from the Torah ideals, and then they'll get punished, etc. Uh, the, the Hazinu continues and says that the, the enemies who destroy the Jews will think that they have won, that they've uh, been successful, but then Moshe gives comfort and, and talks about the revenge of Am Yisrael and the revenge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, bottom line at the end, very simple, keep the Torah, keep the land, uh, and stay uh, in Eretz Yisrael and with, uh, you know, in peace and prosperity, etc. And finally, at the end, after the, the song part, the song is written out like uh, two rows of bricks, very fascinating for uh, and difficult for Bali Kriya, <laughs> for people reading the Torah. But finally, at the end, uh, we finally switch out of the first person, right? Up until now, the entire Sefer Dvarim Moshe has been talking in first person. We switch, we switch back to third person. Uh, Kosh Baruch who speaks to Moshe tells him it's time to go, uh, time to go up on Harnavo, right, etc., etc., uh, and where he's going to pass away, just like Aaron passed away, <clears throat> and then there's a bracha also is, is more or less in, uh, in third person um, with all the brachos, etc. So just very quickly about the parsha, a couple of things just to mention, um, not to do justice, but uh, definitely something quick to think about. This Shabbos, first of all, without even getting to the parsha, this Shabbos is very special Shabbos. When Shabbos falls out between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, these few days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot are also very, already very special. Uh, the Medrash says in Parshas Emor uh, that the Pesach says about uh, about the Lulav and Esrog, says, You should take for yourself on the first day, and then it lists off by the Dalad Minim. And the Medrash says, what do you mean the first day? The, it's the, it's, the Sukkot falls out on the 15th of Tishrei. What do you mean the first? Right? You generally... Right, when the Pesach talks about the holidays, it says on the first day, that's Rosh Hashanah. On the 10th day, that's uh, Yom Kippur. On the 15th day, that's Sukkot. 15th day, Nisan, that's Nisan. So what do you mean on the first day? Usually it doesn't, obviously it means the first day of the holiday, but usually the Torah doesn't talk like that. So the measure says it means that it's alluding to that this is the first day for what it calls Cheshbon Avonot. It's the first day for Cheshbon Avonot, as they say. It's the first day for a Kosh Baruch Hu taking a... Uh, taking a cheshbon, taking an accounting of new sins, meaning since on Yom Kippur we've been fasting and all our sins have been atoned for, uh, and we have emuna biktachon that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has atoned for all our sins, is mechaper for us. When we make a bracha, right, the bracha that we say, right, bracha to Hashem that we say in the davening on Yom Kippur and Musaf is that Hashem atones for all our sins. So uh, we have emuna biktachon, Hashem is atoned for all our sins. So we're clean, clean slate. And now between these few days, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, we're, what are we preparing for Shabbos? We're preparing for lulav preparing for a sukkah, right? we're, we're basically completely busy with all of the, the stuff of the Chagim for the holidays, so when we stand before Kosh Baruch on the first day of sukkah, in shul, right? we've just been, it's a new cheshman, right? we're just standing there, it's a new cheshman, and Kosh Baruch says, all right, now we're starting, starting the count from here. The Shla, for example, has a great diuk. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Adaf uh, Pesach that probably has been mentioned throughout the, the Shmuzim in, in Elul. Pesach says in Tehillim, Dir Shu Hashem Behimatzo, right? Go out and find Hashem where he is found. Right? And usually we talk about in Elul, HaMelech Basadeh, that the Hashem is out with us in the fields. The Gemara says, that's the, that's referring to looking for Hashem. That's the 10 days between Hashem and Yom Kippur. That's the Gemara says, right? That's the, look out for Hashem uh, when he is found. Says the Shla, how many days are there between Hashem and Yom Kippur? Seven, not 10. So he says, really, it's talking about the 10 days between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah Rabbah. 
which we're in right now, right? And it brings proofs from the Tzukim that Yom Kippur can be called Rosh Hashanah, that Rosh Hashanah can be called Yom Kippur, okay. Right? As in classic Hasidish fashion, right? They, those might not be the, the most strongest proofs, but he says, bottom line, Akash Baruch Hu is close to us even now, even after Yom Kippur, even more so, right? That we've been clean from all our sins, and these days are very, very special, um, and that we should treat them as such, and we treat them as special opportunities. And right? Nesiva Shalom writes that this Shabbos specifically, Right, is right. Nesiva Shalom very often. The Slana Mareva talks about the Kedusha of Shabbos and always ties in his different return to Shabbos. So he says this Shabbos specifically is an incredible opportunity to increase a person's Ruchnias. That in general, Shabbos draws, right? Chazal, the Chazid Shabbos and the Chazal talk about that Shabbos draws its Kedusha, not, not that it needs to draw its Kedusha, but it, but it has aspects of the week before and the week after. Right, that uh, you know that the week we've do- uh, leading up to Shabbos it has a certain certain kochos. It's the last day, and in a certain sense, it's the Shabbos that kicks us off into the next week. So on this Shabbos, we had Yom Kippur before, and now we have Sukkot after. Right, so we're infused on kedusha from both sides, right, with different aspects of kedusha. Right, from the kedusha of Yom Kippur, the Yira and the Mechila, and then we have the Simcha of Sukkot. Right, that's infused with our Shabbos. Right, it's similar to like a Cholamoid Shabbos. Right, Shabbos Cholamoid. Right, you have the Yontif before and after, but there's a little different because it's the same type of kedusha. Right, whatever kedusha of the holiday uh, that you're in, Pesach, Sukkot, etc. So here you got the Yom Kippur stuff and you got the Sukkot stuff, and that's you know impacting the Shabbos here. So it's a tremendous opportunity this Shabbos to make an extra effort. To, to increase in your avodas Hashem, right, during this Shabbos, right, tap into the wellsprings that are available to you, whether it's an extra learning session or going to an extra shear or singing an extra song at the table or having an extra piece of cake, it's also a mitzvah, right, of a of the Shabbos Oneg. In general, it's a good idea, right, obviously, it's a good idea to do this in the first few days after Yom Kippur anyway, but since you have a special opportunity to tap into Kedusha on this Shabbos, uh, so definitely go out of your way right, and do something extra um, to kind of avail yourself of that. Okay. Uh, couple, just a couple of psukim, because again, Hazino is a bunch of one-liners. If you look at it in the pasuk, and it's it's poetic and it's a song, and it, it doesn't, you know, it's not standard like standard Torah. It's, it's you know, just a bunch of one-line psukim, almost kind of like you know Mishle and almost like uh, Tehillim a little bit. Um, but uh, so just a couple of psukim over here to analyze. Uh, one of the psukim says right in pasuk vav over here. Uh, it says, "Halohu avicha kanecha, hu asachav vaichonenecha." Right? Isn't the Kodesh Baruch Hu your father, your your kanecha, your master? Who, who he has not has he not created you? And vaichonenecha, they translate poorly as the he as he firmed you. I don't know what that means even. Right? Basically, a Kodesh Baruch Hu is our father. He owns us and he created us. Right? How could you not follow follow the Torah? So Rashi explains what is what do you need the double language over here? Right? Hu asachav that Hashem made us vaichonenecha, and he I don't even know what that means. Right? He firmed us. Whatever. Man, why does it say it twice? So as she says, when mini buses, what does it mean? Mikem Kohanim, Mikem Nevi'im, Umikem Melachim. Right? Some of you are Kohanim, some of you are prophets, some of you are kings. Krachsha called Tolibo. Hashem has made Bnei Israel into a walled city or a city that has everything. Right? You come to a city, it's got everything. It's got restaurants, it's got shuls, it's got mikvahs, it's got uh, you know sporting events, it's got, it's got everything. Bnei Israel is, is like a nation that has everything. So, very often, right? I, I, uh, I that what that reminds me of reminds me of a Gemara, uh, the Gemara in Chagiga Dafhei. Right, the Gemara Chagiga Dafhei, fascinating Gemara, says there are three types of people who a Koshpach who cries over every single day. First of all, someone who could have learned Torah but doesn't, someone who can't learn Torah but does, right? And if, and someone who uh, and someone who has the ability to be the funniest of the congregation. Um, but doesn't right? Someone who has a lot of money and has an ability to help, but doesn't, but doesn't help. So, what, what that basically what that Gemara means, 
Seamstone explains about teaching Torah, about learning Torah, that uh, there are different paths for different people. That it seems like, you know, that some people are able to learn Torah for long hours and study Torah and teach Torah. Some people, unfortunately, can't. Uh, and some people are granted money to help out, and they don't necessarily. And some people are not granted money to help out uh, with other people, etc. Um, and what from this from this Rashi also kind of seems to imply, and, and not really imply, it probably pretty much says it straight out, that there is a clear role for people and that is not necessarily the same. Where this is coming from, I'll tell you where this is coming from. When you work in yeshivas and seminaries and stuff like that, very often right, the kids, the Talmidim and the Talmidot, get the idea that it's, you know, Me'asharim or bust. I mean, that person has to be in kolal or marry a kolal guy. Uh, have to learn 15-hour days. They need to be fasting whenever they can. Like, very often you get a picture of, like, a, a lot of righteousness or, or nothing, right? It's all or nothing. Right, that if a person is not doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, may assure him going to the mirror, etc. So, it's not. Then what's the point? And first of all, I'm not necessarily sure that's that's true. But there's different messages and different roles for different people. Right? Some people have an idea towards learning Torah. God bless them. Some people can sit down, sit down, and learn 16-hour days, and God bless them, and they should. And that's what the Gemara says. The Kosh Baruch made people like that. Some people can't do it. Some people have ADHD. Some people have uh, this that need to be more financially secure, and they need to work a, work you know a, a serious job with and you know with serious hours and, and make the serious money that that they need to be you know again to be religiously and mentally and happily financially stable. So different people have different ideas. Different people have different skills. Different people have different uh, abilities. And Kosh Baruch Hu gives us right according to what he wants from us, right? In, uh, you know, it gives us different, different nitios, as they say, different kind of preferences. Uh, if for whatever reason, a Kosh Baruch Hu wants this person to be Mekadoshim Shemayim uh, as an accountant, so he gives that person a crazy ability with money, uh, a sense of honesty, uh, an ability to sit at a desk and pour over numbers. I hate math. I could never do that. I, so different people have different things, things in their lives and different abilities. So, we're a city, Am Yisrael is a city with many things in it, right? There are people who open restaurants, there are people who, uh, you know, again, all the examples that we gave before, right? As Rashi says, Malachim, what is it, Kohanim, Malachim, and, and Nevi'im, right? And all of those are holy things, right? But they're different roles, right? The Malach is, is not, the, when the Kohanim tried to be Malachim, when the Hashmanoyim, right, took over the Beis Hamikdash uh, and, and the kingship afterwards, after they won, it was a disaster. They got wiped out, right? Not everybody's supposed to be set up in a certain, in, in the same way. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, the perils of uh, recording a share during the day is that sometimes your kids need you. So, <laughs> apologize. Uh, we were in, right, meaning, and Taklas, long story short, uh, be excited about the, the talents and the gifts that Kosh Baruch Hu has given you. Don't look at anybody else and say, oh, I wish I had that, uh, because you have your own Kokos and your own mission in life that Kosh Baruch Hu has chosen you for uh, and put you into the world uh, specifically to do. Um, and uh, again, this is to paraphrase the the Ramchal, the beginning of Mesilas Yisharim. Right? A person has to clarify and figure out what his duty is in this world. Now he's talking about you know Torah mitzvahs versus averos, 
But that's also the same idea that a person has to figure out what the mission is that a Kosh Baruch Hu wants you to do uh, and be Makadashim Shemayim in that way. So if you're an amazing mom, so be an amazing mom. If you're a Kol guy, be an amazing Kol guy. If you're an accountant, be an amazing accountant and be Makadashim Shemayim uh, in the in that way. And have a Munim Bitochen that a Kosh Baruch Hu chose you for that role specifically. Okay, along the same lines of a Munim Bitochen, Right, just uh, good to prep a little bit for the upcoming year. Right, there's a lot of phrases in this in in Hazinu to kind of kick us off right into Tav Shin Pei Gimel uh, about having proper amuna, about having uh, you know Gamzul Tova no matter what happens, uh, whether it's uh, something that's amazing or something that is more difficult. Um, again, obviously very hard to to get to that proper level, but there's a lot of psukim, a lot of references here uh, that Chazal talk about. And to kind of get us focused in that way. Uh, first of all, it says, Hatsur Tamim Palo Ki Chod Rechav Mishpat, right? That Hatsur, Kashparku, the rock, right, is perfect. And what he does, all his uh, all his ways are justice, right? Kale and Munav in Avel, right? He is a Kale and Munav, he's a Kashparku of, of Emuna, he is a, he's a Shem of, of Emuna. Vein, in Ovel, he makes no mistake, makes no sins. Tzadik v'yasharhu, Kashparuch was a tzadik. Uh, and again, the, the uh, Chazal explained, Rav Melech, for example, says a person should have this Pasuk in front of their eyes always. Right? Right? A person has to uh, put this Pasuk right in front of their eyes. Right? Just like we said right, on, on Yom Kippur, that that everybody believes that Kosh Baruch Hu is the true judge, right? so we got to believe that Kosh Baruch Hu's got our best interests in mind. Uh, we say in Ashri, for example, Tzadik Hashem Bechol Derechav V'Chasib Bechol Masav, or Pesach, you know, uh, Hashem is a Tzadik in all of his ways, he's a Chassid in all of his actions, right? Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't bring bad things upon us, right? It's only that we perceive them to be bad uh, in the sense that either Gamzal Tova, that everything will turn out for good, and we just didn't realize, or for really for the great Tzadikim, right? that Kosh Baruch Hu is, is uh, unfortunately punishing them for the tiny things that they've done in this world, so he can save their eventual reward right, for the next world. Right? That's the Safri in this week's Parsha. Pazik says, Zechoriyumos Olam, remember the days of old or the days of this world, uh, meaning that it says the Safri that Akash Baruch is saying that anytime I bring difficulty into this world, Zechoriyumos right, Olam, remember the days of this world, meaning that remember how much good and chesed and rachamim uh, that I have given you in this world and that I will eventually give you uh, in the next world. Right? You can't, Ramchal says, you can't even complain, compare the two pleasures. Uh, that a, ple- a, su- a success and a pleasure in this world versus the pleasure uh, in the next world. So for Kosh Baruch Hu, for certain people, right, for Kosh Baruch Hu wants to give them the ultimate pleasure in the next world, right, he'll give them a little bit of punishment in this world, and that's the pro- appropriate you know, focus that we have to have. Obviously, very, very difficult to have that perspective, but uh, but that's what's a, what's a, what, what the deal is. Uh, and one more example, that when we said that a Kosh Baruch Hu is called Kale Emuna, right? The 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 Kosh Baruch Hu of the God of Emuna, whatever that means. Right? So the Svasemis has a fascinating diuk that uh, if a Kosh Baruch Hu is revealed in this world uh, according to a person's Emuna, meaning that if a person thinks that everything is just happenstance and and uh, you know just by luck, so then it's very hard to see a Kosh Baruch Hu. But if a person has proper Emuna, so then he's a Kale Emuna, right? Then you can see a Kosh Baruch Hu everywhere, right? Even if things are difficult. Um, and finally, right, Rav Melech points out that the Parsha itself tells us that a person is to believe in themselves, in their own koach, in their own abilities. A person has to have emuna and bitachon uh, in that, the fact that Akosh Baruch Hu gave us the ability to affect uh, worlds and to accomplish and to fight a Yitzhahara and to do tshuva and to do mitzvahs as opposed to averos. And just to, to read the Sukkim, just to read for a couple of Sukkim. 
it says that that uh, they ignore we ignore the Kosh Baruch Right, it's talking about in uh, Moshe's giving Moshe to Bnei Israel, saying that they ignored Hashem uh, who gave birth to us, uh, and uh, they forgot a, we forgot a Kosh Baruch Hu. Vayar Hashem vayyatz. Hashem saw this, got disgusted. Right, he got upset by the fact that we got angry at him. Right, for the anger of us. Right, made him to get angry. Vayomer astira panaim ahem. Hashem said he'll hide his face from us. We'll see what's going to happen to them. Kidorp tapuchos hema. Right, it's an upside down generation. Banim lo emun bum. Right, they have children that do not have emun from lashon emuna. Right, maybe they don't have emuna within them. Uh, they're not being raised properly, etc. So all that. Right, basically, he quotes, Remelech uh, quotes the Orachaim of Zleshov. I've never heard of that Rav, that Rebbe, but okay. That a person has to believe in their Kochatfilo, their ability to do mitzvahs, their ability to fight the Yitzhahara. Meaning, don't be a Tsuri Lodchateshi Vatishkach Kelmacholacha. Don't be a Dor Tapuchos. Don't be someone who forgets a Gosh Barhu, someone who, who is an upside down generation. Uh, because we have the ability, as the Nevishachayim writes, we have the ability to affect worlds with our as with our actions, right, with our speech, with our tefilos. Right? We talked about, on Yom Kippur. We talked about uprooting the midas hadin, make turning it into midas harachmim. We're not just saying that. We have the ability to do that with our tefilos. Right? The problem is banim lo emun bam that we don't have the uh, we don't have the the belief. Right? Lo emun bam. We don't believe in our own ability. Um, the Shevet Alevi says when the Moshe said haazinu, right? Haazinu hashemayim va'aretz. That the, the skies should hear, right? And I will speak and let the land hear what I am saying. So the Shepherd Levi says that what, what Moshe was doing is that he quieted the heavens and the earth. And he basically said, all right, heavens and the earth, don't make any noise, don't move, don't speak a sound. Listen to what I'm saying, and then ready, right, kind of, uh, you know, etc. He went continued with the with the shira right, and the bris that he, that he was making. Why, says the Shepherd Levi, why did Moshe do that? Right, to show off his power. Right? Moshe was anav mikol adam. He didn't need to do that. He was the most humble person in the world. He knew everything came from a kosh baruch Hu. Right? He didn't need to show off on the last day of his death. Rather, what he was trying to do is, as a shevet alevi, he was to show bnei yisrael what they're capable of. Right, the bnei yisrael when they keep the Torah mitzvos and they keep the bris and the song of hazinu, what their power they affect. Right, the world shemayim va'aretz. Right, the world is created for am yisrael. We're going to read that in Parshas Bereishis. Right, uh, Bereishis Rashi says brings in a medrash. The world was created for racious and B'nai Israel are called racious. And the world is created for us. When we are able right, to keep the Torah and mitzvahs and, and, and live the proper life, so then literally we're able to affect worlds and have the, the, the spiritual koach that, uh, you know, that uh, we are told that we are able to have. Uh, and meaning, long story short, don't sell yourself short. Right? Even if Yom Kippur was a little bit depressing, maybe perhaps a little bit overwhelming, you're not sure how you're going to accomplish this, that, and the other thing, baby steps, slow steps, you can accomplish whatever you want. Right, believe in it. Right, daven for it and believe in it. Uh, believe in the kachatvila. Believe in your own ability uh, to uh, improve yourself and, and go from rung to rung uh, to move forward in life uh, and to improve. And, and that way, right, Azina was like a perfect kicking uh, kick, uh, stone to kick off of. Uh, a stepping stone. No, I, I mixed <laughs> I mixed uh, metaphors there. Anyway, it's a perfect stepping stone to the rest of the year. It's a perfect place to launch off. And blast off into the next year, uh, and Amit Hashem accomplish all that we are hoping. Okay, just a little bit about Shabbat Shuvah, um, about the Haftorah. The Torah, the Haftorah starts right. Shuvah Yisrael Ad Hashem Elokecha, Ki Kashal Right, return Bnei Yisrael to Akash Baruch because you have tripped up right, with your sins, and it's obviously 
Kosh uh, Baruch telling us, telling the Navi to tell B'nai Yisrael, right, to do tshuva. So there are a lot of, obviously, a tremendous amount of vortlach on this. Why is it called Shabbat Shuvah, etc.? Um, but I just wanted to mention three of them. Uh, the Ish Kodesh, right, the Piazzat and the Rebbe, again, wrote, wrote the Ish Kodesh, well, it's in the Warsaw Ghetto. So he harps in the language, Ad Hashem Lokecha. What does it mean to return to Hashem? So we gave one shot before that it means that you have to kind of take the first step and a coach Baruch will help you and meet you halfway but you have to go towards Hashem so the Ishkodesh learns a little bit different he says Shuva is not only removing sins in your life well, let's say a person struggles with uh, classic, a cheeseburger kashos. so a person could be like alright no more cheeseburgers but, and that and that and that's great and that's important and that's super chashev but if you don't attack the root right that's that's treating the symptom. Right, that's that's just like okay. I'm gonna try not to have cheeseburgers. Right, and, and the next time you're faced with that, so you may be successful, you may fail. Right, it says the Ish Kodesh, it Shuvah Shem Adashem Alkecha. The goal here is to change the direction of your life. Right, the direction, the goal is to go in the direction of a Kosh Baruch Hu, is to be a Ben or Bas Aliyah, be a person of growth. Right, and how do you see that? So he says a fascinating, again, I'm not sure I understand it 100%. He says a fascinating example from Akash Baruch Hu himself. And Akash Baruch Hu himself, Kiviyachal, <coughs> is a Ben Aliyah. What does that mean? Quote several Mamari Chazal, that Akash Baruch Hu is Mekayim the entire, the entire Torah. Kiviyachal. Right? It says in Shmos Rabbah, Yerushalmi, and Rosh Hashanah, how does Hashem do the entire Torah? How does he do Tshuva, for example? How does Hashem do better? What does that mean? So Pizetz and Rebbe says, we have Sukkim. The Pazik says, right, that a Kosh Baruch Hu regretted the evil that the Pazik is by the golden calf. He quote unquote regretted the evil that the fact that he had promised to wipe out B'nai Israel. Obviously, all this is anthropomorphic. Obviously, Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't really regret it, whatever, but let's just use the Pazukim to teach us a lesson. So Hashem was Vainachim. He regretted that he was going to destroy Am Yisrael by the Egel Azov. So says the Pizetz and Rebbe, this is setting an example for us, right? The first step of Tshuva is Vainachim, is to regret. But says the Rebbe, right, the regret, if the regret is just for the bad action, then it's incomplete. Right? The person stays in that same status what they're in. They're not focused on a Kosh Baruch Hu. Who says the sin won't happen again? So that's what they says. He quotes another Pasuk in Tehillim. The Pasuk says, again, uh, you've, uh, you've heard this, Shuvah Hashem Ad Masai V'inachem Al Avadacha. Until when will the Shuvah of Kosh Baruch Hu be V'inachem, right, will, will be just a regret of actions without actually changing the status. Rather, David Melech says, meaning change our situation completely. Right? Let us rejoice with the Gosh Baruch Hu. <coughs> Sorry. And this is basically the model, basically the and Rebbe says, this is the model for our tshuva. Not only centered on actions, which is good, which is important and crucial. We definitely have to think about specific individual averos and mitzvahs, etc. But also, don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Right? Right? Shuva ad Hashem lokecha. Right? Do tshuva towards the Kosh Baruch Hu. Right? Kikashalta bavunecha. Sometimes we don't see the forest for the trees. Right? We see kikashalta bavunecha, you get tripped up by the sins. We spent so much time obsessing over how in the world could I have eaten that cheeseburger, etc., etc., that we kind of almost miss right the root of the problem. Right, we talked about Yerus Hashem. Right, that that's also important. Right, that you can treat the root through working on your Yira, etc. Right, again, we we talked about uh, that. Victor, Victor Miller says that the Iker Tshuva is a Melech. Right, that we, we everybody asks why is there no Tshuva on Rosh Hashanah. Rav Victor Miller says there is Tshuva on Rosh Hashanah. It's accepting Hashem as King. Everything else after that is all details. 
Because once a Kosh Baruch is the king, so then you listen to him and whatever he says. Right? So if we work on that, that's the Iker Tshuva and everything else, right? it falls into line. So definitely, definitely spend time analyzing your life and looking at the mitzvos and, and the Averos and improving. But don't forget that there's a goal here, there's a bigger goal here of living a life right? that's out of Shem that's towards a Kosh Baruch That's Piazetz Nareba. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz says that the Pasuk there, Shuvah Hashem Ad Hashem Lokecha Ki Chashal Tabavonecha, right, return, Hashem, return to Hashem, because you'll get tripped up by your sins, says Rechaim Shmulevitz, and Sichos Musar, that the Pasuk is trying to teach us that Shuvah is a lifelong process. It's not just 10 days. Right? It's, it's an entire year. Right? It's not just a one and done. Because if you spend 10 days working on yourself, and then you just chuck it for the rest of the year, right, Ki Chashal Tabavonecha, you're going to get tripped up by your sins. Or you're going to get uh, trapped. You're going to go back to what you were doing. Right? Tshuva is not just something we do in Elul and Rosh Hashanah, and Halavai, in Elul and Rosh Hashanah, and Sarasmi Tshuva and Yom Kippur. Right? It keeps on going. This is one of the reasons why we have Sukkot right after Yom Narayim. Right? One, of the th- one of the main themes of Sukkot is to bottle all the things that we've learned through the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and take it with us. Right? It's not like Yom Kippur is this magic elixir, that, this mikvah that we dip in once a year, then we're, to- then we're good to go. And then we just go back to where we were. No, the goal is to use these days as to catalyst the right to the rest of the year. So on Sukkot, we sit in the Sukkah, which symbolizes the Anen HaKavod. Right? We're surrounded by Hashem's glory right? for an entire week. We take the Dalad Minim, which correspond to four of the main parts of the body, the heart, the eyes, the, uh, what is it? The heart, the eyes, the lips, and the spine. Right, to show that our entire body should be uplifted right, and used towards the Vodas Hashem, etc., etc. We're trying to imprint this and encapsulate the Yom Noraim, right, concretize that experience in our minds for the rest of the year. Right, Rav Pinkus writes, Melech, Uzer, Moshe, Magen, we say in Shemon Esra every single day, Melech is Rosh Hashanah, Uzer is Aseris Mechuva, Moshe, God saves us on Yom Kippur, and Magen, Hashem protects us on Sukkot, we use Sukkot to protect us through the rest of the year. So Rav Chaim just quotes Rav Chaim just quotes the Gemara. The Gemara says in Yoma that Shuva, right? Adashem, what does it mean? Adashem alokecha. The Shuva gets ad kisei kavod. That goes up to the kisei kavod. But kikashal debavonecha. That if you get tripped up by your sins, right, you won't you won't reach it. Right, you have to keep on striving. It's a constant feel of running up uh, a down escalator. <coughs> okay, sorry, I'm just a little. Coughing here, and I came in without a drink. There's one more point. One more point. Back to Nesila Shalom. Slanam Rebbe says, "Kikishal that don't get trapped up by your sins. It's a it's a warning, it, in the sense that the Yitzhahara is very good at, at trapping the Jew right in the sins, right in the sense that Yitzhahara very often makes the Jew feel like there's no point in tshuva, right? Since again, we because what does Yitzhahara say to us? It's like You've done shuv already, and we all know it didn't work. Right? We've done, unfortunately, or fortunately, right? we've done many various varying levels of tshuva in our lives. For some things, it worked very well. For some things, it didn't work so well. And the Yitzhah is very good at trapping a Jew in his past sins, kikashalta um, bavunacha, and making him feel like there's no point to do tshuva. Right? Because eh, we tried it once, it didn't work. We tried it once, it was sort of successful. doesn't matter. Right, so they, you've, you've managed to fight off the urge to eat that cheeseburger. Sometimes you go back to it, it's up and down. It's not only a straight line. It's hard, it's like, what's the point just to forget about it? <coughs> That's what the, the Navi is saying. Don't listen to the Yitzhahara. Don't get tripped up when he says, 
who cares about, you know, this tshuva that you've done before, it didn't work, what's the point of trying again? That's Yitzhahara. Shuva, Yisrael, Adashem Lokacha, anybody can do tshuva at any situation, right? The Pesach says, Adyom Mosod waits until the last day. He's waiting there with open arms, right? And Kosh Baruch right, wants us to do tshuva, even if we've tried and failed a hundred times, right? And he says at the end also, along the same lines, that the Iker tshuva is Adashem Lokacha, that a person shouldn't feel distant, and cut off from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but a Jew should do tshuva, feeling like a Kaddish Baruch Hu is there for them, right? Is is our God and Father, right? Don't get trapped in Avonecha, right? Dig yourself out, pull yourself out, even though it's not always easy, right? Focus on the Ad Hashem Hashem is here for us, right? That's the life of the Jew, right? You're not defined by your Averos, right? A Jew is defined by Ad Hashem that is shuva and going towards a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's the definition. So even if you fail and two steps forward and three steps back and five steps forward and two steps back, that's how it works. That's how it works. And the the fact that we have failed before at shuva uh, or accomplished and then not maybe not as accomplished as much as we thought we should have right, is irrelevant. And the Yitzhahara is going to try and catch us on that. And then Avi says, don't let him do that. Don't let them do that. Do the tshuva that you know you can accomplish and shoot high and shoot high and, and you'll surprise yourself about what you can accomplish. Okay. <coughs> My voice is about shot, um, but that's the end of that. And I wish everybody come Oh, I guess Monday we'll do Masil Yasharim, I guess. That's what we do have a Monday until, you know,